Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Grecian's Gossip. Uh, I'm joined by David Byram. Hello. Jamie Hawkins. Hello. And Dan Clark. Hello. Um, and uh, it's first first full lineup in a little bit. Five weeks, David, you've uh, put down. Is that right? Yeah. The, uh, yeah. the Grecian's Gossip podcast, so it's not Paul Tisdale's <laughs> lineup, we should clarify. But um, yeah, first time in five weeks, a little while. But um, good. Well, let's, uh, let's get down to business anyhow. Um, starting off with Saturday's win over Morecambe, I mean, 4 1 from. From City and uh, I mean back to winning ways, David. How important was that? Do you think? Uh, pretty important. Paul Tisdale said it was a pretty important post match. Uh, Morecambe weren't very good, let's face it. But um, you know you, still, you can only beat what's, what's out in front of you. And I think it was uh, a game where we saw that uh, that Jaden Stockton and Ruben Reed can play up front together. And uh, you know Jaden Stockton scored two good goals. And uh, yeah, just overall, a, you know, a, a very solid performance and. Good to, to sort of overcome the, the little blip they suffered last week. Mm. Yeah, well, we were discussing that last week. Uh, yeah, last week, as you said, and um, we, we talked about how it wasn't a disastrous run in itself, losing to two good sides, but it's good to get back on the horse because had they not picked up all the points against Morecambe, perhaps had they even lost, that would have been um, that may have become the beginnings of a crisis, perhaps. Yeah, crisis probably too strong a word, but it would have, you know, you, you would have perhaps. Going into Coventry and, and Notts County, you might have thought these are three difficult games. But going into Morecambe, it's a game you think City should win this. And I think that's the good thing about so far this season. They've won every game that you, you've gone into thinking they should win this. So, you know, def- definitely positive there. Mm. Jamie, do you see the game or what, what were your thoughts mm. on the performance? Yeah, the Morecambe game was, you know, back to the, the city of old in terms of earlier this season. Um, very efficient, you know. Right, scored four goals doesn't hasn't happened much this season at home. It's been one 0 wins, um, but as Dave said, it was hugely important to bounce back after a disappointing week against Coventry and North County. After that, that North County game, I said, you know, the Morecambe one's pretty much a must win already if you want to keep the momentum at the top. Um, but you know, it was a it was a weird one. It was three one at half time. It didn't really feel like a, a great game. It was almost. Sort of not flat, but as if the crowd were expecting it, like it was job done, you know. Um, obviously, it should have been a clean sheet, a bit of a, a howler from, from Christy Pym, but never looked in any danger of, of slipping up. Um, great goals as well, Jamie Stockley, brilliant brace from him. The, his second one in particular was outstanding. Um, so, yeah, as the cliche goes, a good day out the office, and, um, you know, obviously keeps the run going and, and joint top still. Mm. Dan, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, just after the the back-to-back defeats, you kind of just needed to get that win just to you know to keep things going, keep things moving in the right direction, and not to be you know waste the good start and get caught up by everyone. I mean, Morecambe, you'd you'd think based on what we've seen, they're the worst worst team we've seen at St James's Park this season, and we'll probably you know, back. Yeah. well, <laughs> it compared, compared to some of the teams we've seen, that they've been you know obviously Notts County were, were good, Newport were quite good, Cambridge. They look good on the day as well, so you know they've 
not been the easiest run of fixtures against teams right at the bottom at, at home. But, you know, they really struggled defensively. You kind of felt they didn't, as if they could cope with Reed and Stockley, who, you know, asked, answer those questions. Can they play as a pair? We were sort of debating that beforehand. Well, based on Saturday, abs- yeah, they can actually play as a pair. And Stockley looks like a, you know, they brought him in for a lot of money to score the goals and he's scoring the goals so far and that's what you want to see from your your record signing striker mm. putting the ball in the back and able to link up with well Ruben Reed is the top scorer so far so you know the questions how are you going to replace the goals of Wheeler and Watkins well Stockley might do it on his own if he keeps going at this mm-hmm. rate yeah I mean let's look at that in a bit more detail the whole Stockley and Ruben Reed thing because as you said we did discuss it last week and I mean, is it premature after you know after one particularly good game together to start saying they've definitely got a future together, or do, do you think they're showing signs of? Uh, they they show more and more signs than oh, on Saturday than they had in previous games that they they can link up. I mean, there are a lot of times you could see one of them go for the ball and the other one would made the run for it off, you know, to spin off. There were sort of you know a few passing moves in each other and sort of maybe they you know they don't they're not a perfect fit in terms of what you'd ideally like but between the two of them you know they both seemed to know what they were doing they knew they had a plan and they were sticking to that plan they went you know there's probably only one occasion where they both went for the same ball or you know they made both made the same run in the whole game they weren't doing that they were you know maybe you know perhaps what Ruben Reed not playing exactly the, the way he has at the start of the season but they were sticking to their plan or what Portis Del told them to do and it it was working. I mean, you know, they were gradually getting better and better as the games have gone on. And it's more come. It wasn't a great defence, but they they ran rings around them really. And there's definitely signs that they they can link up as a partnership. And you know, I suppose despite McLinden's goal against Plymouth, it's going to be tough for him to find himself back in the starting lineup if everyone's fit because you know, Stockley he's scoring goals and you've paid a lot of money for him. He's almost certainly going to play. And at the minute, Ruben Reed probably is ahead of McLinden in the in the pecking order. So you, you feel that will be the the strike force probably for the next two or three games going forward. And if it looks continues to work and link up the way they had did last Saturday, probably for the rest of the season as well. Mm. Yeah, David. I mean, you probably noticed, or perhaps the best out of all of us in this room speaking to him regularly. I know he's not an easy man to predict what he's going to do in terms of lineups, but you think he'll stick with the. The Stockley Reed partnership. I think so. Yeah, I mean, it was it was interesting actually because this time, well, on Thursday last week, he said uh, he said in his his pre match press conference that he I think his words were he'll exercise his right to change things when he wants to. Um, <laughs> and I think, <laughs> I think I think Jim Bentley fell into that trap a little because he said he didn't expect Stockley and Reed to play up front together, despite despite the fact they played a game and a half together already uh, previous and um, I think we've seen from Paul Tizzo this season he, he has got very much a mentality of if it ain't broke don't fix it so uh, you know you, you go into a game after scoring four goals in your previous game there's, there's not much need to, to change things around really is there? Mm, sure. Well I mean speaking of changing things around there were changes for the uh, Plymouth Argar game in, in midweek eight changes I think I'm right in saying compared to just one I think it was for Plymouth if I'm not, not mistaken yeah. Um I mean, again, Dave, you were at that game. All the, the sounds coming out of St James's Park are pretty positive after that, despite 
ultimately losing the game through the penalty shootout, I suppose. Uh, he, I'm, I'm going to dispute the fact they lost the game. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a draw and Plymouth got a bonus point in the penalty shootout. It's a bizarre one, isn't it? Yeah. It's a kind of middle ground. Really. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, very positive, to be honest. I mean, it wasn't the most high quality of games. Uh, it was quite open and it did feel a little like a training game at times, not like a proper Devon derby. But, um, you know, for Exeter to make eight changes and hold probably the strongest Plymouth side they could feel to a draw is quite positive. I think it speaks quite a lot about Plymouth's form at the moment as well, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Jamie, you're a City fan. How are you viewing that one midweek game? Yeah. I mean, I said yesterday, I'm not bothered either way. I'm still <laughs> sticking to that. I didn't lose much sleep last night. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, seeing the lineups when Plymouth make just one change from last week, show how desperate they are for a win. Um, and to, you know, be held by a, a youthful City side with, you know, lots of players who haven't played much together. Um, yeah, it's very encouraging. Um, how much can you take from that going into to Saturday in the rest of the season? Perhaps not much because you don't know how hard the players were trying, perhaps. Um, although it was a derby match, but in front of a, you know, small crowd and a, you know, a trophy no one really cares about until you get to Wembley. Um, but you know, I watched the the goals earlier, and Carl Edwards, you know, absolutely outstanding goal. He's he's looked promising um, in the the short amount of game time he's had when he's come on at, at the park. You know, big bank, roaring him on. He takes players on. He's got so much confidence, and he's what seventeen, sixteen, is it? Uh, Nineteen, I think. 19, he's a little older. Um, still, yeah. yeah, still very young and perhaps a little in- inexperienced, but he didn't show that. Um, so, you know, the positives are still there, especially with the young players. Um, and again, it shows how, you know, strong a squad we've got, strength and, and depth that Tisdale can make as many changes as he wants and still put on a, a good side that will get a promising result. Mm. Dan, do you think it, does that result in performance more to the point? Does it realistically show, uh, throw up any selection issues for, for Paul Tisdale or... Really, was it more a case of, of some youngsters without too much pressure on their shoulders going out? I think it's probably a, more of the latter, really. I mean, you, you know, it looks like Edwards had another really good game, but can you really see him starting away? You know, away to Carlisle, possibly not. If it, maybe if it was a home game, he'd be more inclined to. But away, you know, to a tough side, probably going to stick with you know more of the defensive wing as we've seen with Taylor and. Well, Moxie who started you know, down you know, last week and played left back last night. Possibly will we'll go back, move back into to midfield as an option as, as well. Um, you kind of feel you know Boateng probably comes into the centre midfield to replace Tilson, you know, as an option. But you don't really see too many changes that will, he'll, he'll be making. You know, it's more just I don't think the players well they you know they took their chance. They showed what they can do and they showed it's more that. If they need to, they can step in. The likes of you know, Kane Wilson can come in at right back. Um, sort of, you know, Macklinton and Jay looked to have a decent link-up play up front as an as another option if you needed to. But you can't, you know, as, as good a performance as it is. I don't think it's going to have a huge amount of bearing on you know the lineup that Portisdale puts out on Saturday. You know, against Carlisle and. Yeah, you know, perhaps they'll be a little disappointed that they didn't you know, having led twice. They couldn't hold on, they couldn't go on to win, you know, to win the game or to win the penalty shootout. You know, 
which you know, it's going to be tough to go through, but they can still go through to the next round. I mean, everyone will need that complicated, you know, complex maths and an abacus for those final mm-hmm. group round of fixtures, working out what what needs to do. But it's a competition, you know, the Checker Trade Trophy that it's at the bot it's at the bottom of the list of your priorities, mm-hmm. you know. But you know, if, if you ask any fan, would you rather win win a, win a game or lose a game? You'd still rather win the game than even if it is a competition you're not massively bothered about, then, then lose it. Mm, David, is there anyone you think you'd realistically to really force their way into Tiz's thinking? Um, I don't think so. No, uh, you know, Carl Edwards did play quite well, but there were still a few times where he he failed to beat his man and stuff like that, and you, you sort of sat there thinking, mm, if that was an older player, he'd probably know when to offload the ball a little more. And uh, in that respect, I... Can't really see anyone coming in to the side. I think you know. I think players perhaps coming off the bench have done their chances well. I think in a way, you know, like Matt Jay showed he he can sort of he can sort of mix it up a little when other when uh, sort of players are a bit getting quite physical with him and he did well there. And you know, Edwards off the bench is still a great option. And I think you know, as Dan said, players like Kane and Wilson have shown that they can perform when they need when they're called upon. But um, I think, it, you know, there's not much need to, to change it, to be honest. Mm, okay. Well, uh, you caught up with um, Paul Tissell, so uh, largely looking back at the uh, Plymouth game. Let's have a listen to what he had to say. Really good game. Um, played so well. Um, I'm very proud of them. It was a really good game. Great game to watch, but um, I am just uh, very pleased with the way very pleased with the way it went. The fact that you, uh, um, you were ahead twice in that... And with a team which showed eight changes from Saturday, must please you? Yeah, and there were three three young players making their um, their full senior debut today, as well as players who've been on the fringe of the team. Um, I'm just really pleased where we played. It was a competitive game, a really good quality game against a team that wanted to beat us, and you know, full strength side, and uh, took the lead twice. Could easily have nicked it with that uh, Matt J uh, effort off the crossbar. And uh, yeah, really delighted. It's, it's um, it, I think it just bodes well for you know the squad and and uh, and the confidence of the players who are trying to get into the team. All seven of those substitutes from last Saturday when you're starting lineup this week. Does that mean they're pushing for places? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's too much to. There's no mystery there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and as for going down to penalty shootout in the end, um, disappointing or? Well, you want to win it, but um, you know one penalty missed. Um, I want to win it, but it's good experience for everyone. I, I don't, I don't, um, I don't mind the the format. I don't mind the fact that um, you know straight to penalties. We certainly didn't want extra time, didn't we? and so the competition, the format's good. Um, it gives those players a chance to play in this very competitive environment and do very well. And the penalties are just extra, extra experience for them. So um, I, you know, I'm, I, of course, I wanted to win, but overall, I could be more happy with the way things went and the way we played. You've got one game left in this particular competition. How highly does that rate in your uh, list of priorities, bearing in mind uh, you have uh, one point out of two games from this, but obviously uh, the league position is something which must preoccupy your mind a lot, an awful lot more? Yeah, I mean, we take, we take it uh, into consideration when it comes about. It's, I, I couldn't even tell what the date of that game is, but uh, it's against a Chelsea team, and again, it would be a really good opportunity for players to play um, against top opposition. And every game is an experience, and every game is an opportunity for players to push a, push a, uh, a claim for the first team. And uh, you know we'll we'll take it in the right manner that uh, 
um, it'll be a, a good quality game. So, uh, no, it's a long way off yet. We've got a game with Kyle first to play. That was uh, Paul Tisdale there, just talking about uh, Plymouth game, and also a quick look ahead to Carlisle. Um, obviously, some very close games between City and Carlisle last season, very entertaining ones. Uh, David, who do you think goes into this as favourites? I think, well, Exeter, to be honest, because they just had the better start of the season. I think, you know, both clubs have made a few changes. I wouldn't say massive overhauls of their squad, but both sides have made some changes to last season, so I'm not sure if we'll get the the 21 goals across four games that we saw last season. But, um, you know, Carlisle has started quite mixed and, you know, they've lost players like Jabba Abiru, who, you know, is a great striker. So I think, I think you know, City can go there as favourites. But, you know, I think if one thing we learned from last season is that Carlisle will never, never give up. Mm-hmm. Mm. Jamie, what are your thoughts on getting into that one? Yeah, I mean, just looking back at last season, the playoffs were quite remarkable and mm. as were the league matches as well um, yeah it's going to be a, a tough game as every league game is but you know Carlo have struggled a bit so far this season I know Keith Carl's under a bit of pressure and he referenced Paul Tisdale didn't he last season in terms of the start they made and turning it around um, yeah it's going to be good I mean I'm going to it myself it's actually a game I've always wanted to to do Carlisle away. Why is that? <laughs> I don't know, just because it's so far away. Uh, like literally opposite ends of the country and I don't know, take it off the bucket list. Mm. Um, but I think given on, on form and table, you've got to be looking at going into that getting three points, I think, as, as long as a trip it is. Um, we've won a couple of times up there, so it shows that the distance isn't an issue. Um, used to it as well, making these long trips. Um, so yeah, and going in full of confidence, back of that Morecambe win, which is great, and the Argyle game, um, how much you can take from it, as I said, I don't know, but, you know, I think, yeah, you've got to be going into that, looking for three points. Mm. Fighting, fighting talk, <laughs> yeah, I like it. Um, Dan, a few question marks over Jordan Tilson's fitness, um, sort of ankle injury picked up, David Unsend, he's having an x-ray on it? No, he's point? had the x-ray, um, no. it's all, all fine, but it's a case of, you know, there's still issues around the ankle, so uh, mm. I think they just have to see how that pans out in a way and whether he's fit enough to, mm. to play or not. Uh, Paul Tizel compared it to Ryan Harley's injury in a way that you know they picked up heavy tackles, and you know initially it can look like it, nothing's wrong, but at the same time it, you still have to be pain free to play. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, should Tilson not play down? Any ideas who um, might put in? Well, um, uh, Boateng was is the obvious suggest he came on from when he went injured. Um, last week we started again on Plymouth in the centre midfield role and you kind of feel he's been itching for that start ever since he signed for the club you know he's making his lively cameos off the bench you know he's a fan favourite already it kind of feels and he'd be the natural replacement just to to sit in there alongside James in the centre of midfield um, I suppose the other options you know you could play Jake Taylor in there and then bring somebody else into a wide position possibly so you're saying Edwards or Sparks or if Lee Holmes is is back fit, um, yeah, having missed last weekend, he could play on on one on the right hand side with Moxie on the left, depending on you know, I suppose how attacking he wants to be. But you'd think Boateng would be again the obvious suggestion, the solution, and he he's also a player I think a few fans would probably want to see in the side ahead of Tilson anyway. So this is you know this will be his chance, you know. To, to stake his claim, you know, puts together a good performance 
you know, Carlisle then, he's going to make himself very difficult to drop, just like you know, Jaden Stockley done. Mm. He, he got his chance, he scored his two goals, or, and you know, he's secured his place in the team, and Boateng will be looking to do the same, you'd imagine. Mm. Boateng, David, for you, if um, Tilson isn't fit? I think so. As Dan said, it seems the obvious choice. Uh, I think Jake Taylor's combative style in, in centre midfield you know, might work, but then it's a case of, well, who do you bring onto the wing? Um, so I think, you know, the, the less changes Paul Thistel makes it better. So, uh, yeah, for me, both things. I think him and James have still got, work, still got a few sort of issues here and there to work out with, with their partnership, but that just comes with, with extra game time. So I think it makes sense this time, really. Mm, okay. Well, we've got a few um, Twitter questions to ask. Um, Exeter City polls are regular. He, um, he asked uh, front two on Saturday and who impressed you against Plymouth? David, again, I'll start with you. Front two, can you see that happening? Uh, yeah, um, just stop him, Reid. Yeah, yeah as discussed. Yeah. And um, well, I think we sort of talked a bit about Plymouth game, but did anyone really stand out for you as far as you were concerned? Um, like I said, Edwards and, and Jay were the two sort of standouts. I think Lloyd James had a good game apart from his really poor penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, th- those were the sort of three in. Yeah, you know, I, I think someone at the Plymouth Herald described both of as the best player on the pitch. Uh, I'm not sure he was better than uh, I'm not sure he was better than Matt Jay, but I think he had a good game as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Jamie, Anthony Beveridge asked, "Will we stick to the same eleven from Saturday?" Can you see Tiz switching anything up? I presume, presumably from the Morecambe game, would he mean? I yeah. guess rather than that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, Tilson started that game, mm-hmm. so. You, Assuming he's going to be out, I think Boateng's going to come in. Um, I mean, I don't know what the situation on Moore Taylor is. Is he's well? That's a, a strange one. I mean, uh, after Notts County, Paul Tisdale said he'd be a while, and then uh, on, at the press call on, on Thursday, Paul Tisdale said, you know, he'd be one to two weeks, but he could be back to Morgan. So it's, I think it's. I'm not sure anyone really knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you assume he's, you know, going to be out, I think Luke Crow will, will come in again. Who, I thought looked decent against Morecambe. Didn't have a lot to do because they were quite poor. But um, you know, I think when Moore Taylor's out, it's between him and Troy Archibald Enville, and I think out of the two, it's going to be Luke Crow. Because unfortunately, I don't think Archibald Enville looks the same player as he once was when he was first at the club. I think you know he's had quite bad luck with injuries, he doesn't seem to have got over those, um, don't know if he will again to be honest, I think he's one of those players that once they keep coming they never really get back to their full potential. Um, so yeah, same for me um, up front, Reed and, and Stockley, feel a bit sorry for McAlinden, obviously he scored on, on Tuesday night, he hasn't done anything wrong but I think since Stockley's come in he's impressed, he's got the goals um, and he's forced them out of the team which is a bit harsh but he's still a a good option to, to, to bring off the bench um, and yeah Botting and, and James um, Botting looks a really good player as David said he's perhaps work on this partnership with James but yeah I can only see um, the same sort of team with Morecambe mm, okay. um, well Dan I'll ask you the final question from uh, Jonathan Smith he asks people uh, seem to have written Ryan Harley off but after Plymouth I think Botting alongside him could reignite him Thoughts? Oh, well, I, I certainly haven't with Ryan Harley off. I still you know, think he's got a lot to offer next to City once he re- returns from this this injury that he's picked up on, on the opening day of the season he got this injury and we haven't really seen him since. But I think Paul Tisdale 
I really likes him you know, for two things. One, he's he's got that creative range of passing that if you look around the rest of that midfield, not really anyone else has. I mean, Tilson's not known for his passing. James can be good, but can also have days where he struggles to find a red shirt. And Boateng, you, you haven't seen a lot from him, you know, passing wise yet. But he obviously, he, he, he might have that ability in him. But he likes, you know, Harley. He's got that creativity, and I think he also likes his, well, Portisto likes his defensive discipline in a sense that he might not, you know, be be steaming into challenges and diving in, winning the ball in, in that way. But he sort of, he, he marks space. I think you know, the way that he, he puts himself in the exact position that the opposition striker or the opposition winger or midfielder would want to be, and sort of more blocks that off out of the game, and sort of you know cuts off attacks in that way and. Perhaps he has a bit, you know, if you look at playing out on the wing, I mean, he's Lee Holmes is the other place to a lot on the left wing this season, and we're hardly, you know, a better defensive option if you're going to go down that route. But, or Harley could come into the midfield, you know, perhaps alongside, you know, Boateng or Tilson as a more defensive option. Obviously, you know, I think people have written him off before, and he's he's come back. I mean, you know, he does seem to pick up these injuries every single season, he misses a couple of months, but then. You know, works his way back into the side and back into top form, and you know I'd expect you know to see the same again, let you know later on this season. But you know what we, the you know, the squad depth we've got this season, actually, perhaps shows that you've got a player as, as good as Ryan Harley is, who has barely featured this season, and you know if there's players around, you can cover that absence, and that's you know, I suppose a testament to the squad that Paul Tisdale's built. That if one player's injured. Actually, it's not the end of the world like it might have been last year in terms of, you know, how we cover that. Mm. David, I mean, early days with with Bertang, obviously Harley has been out for a little while, but could you see those two complementing each other quite well? Um, I think so. Yeah, I think what I'd love to see in that sort of that sort of thing is a, perhaps a, a midfield three of, of James, Boateng, and and Harley. I think that could work well together. You know, you've got two ball players in there, and and Boateng who can you know win the ball and. And sort of sit deep a little, and then make runs from deep. I think that could could work quite well together. But I also think it would be harsh on Jordan Tilson to, mm-hmm. to not include him in the side after his good form at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. Sure. Finish off just very quick with some predictions for Carlisle. You'd be right to not. Uh, I'll get your thoughts on that, David. Oh, three-one uh, to City. Jamie. Well, look forward to next week and seeing how, uh, how accurate those predictions are. In the meantime, thanks for joining us and uh, yeah, we'll see you next time.